0: Hello, my loves, Julie Renee here. I just want to pop in real quick to remind you that the entry for my eight-week shred challenge is open, but hurry because it will be closing January 1st. If you want to start your new year off right, I got you. Not only will you have the tools you need to attack the new year, but you'll also have a community of like-minded people and the chance to win a trip to Austin, Texas to hang out with me for the day. So head down to the description to sign up now. I love you all so much. Now let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Julia Renee. And I'm Kendall Graboff. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. So (laughs) we all do the same thing when New Year's comes around. We make all of these promises to ourselves of like what we're going to do health-wise, fitness-wise, business, with our relationships. And then we overwhelm ourselves. And then by February, 80% of the population has already ditch their resolutions. So, we're going to give you 6 tips to make sure this does not happen to you this year.
1: I feel like it's happened to all of us. Oh, I've definitely yeah. sat out on Can we turn my mic up a little? Turn it up more? Yeah. I feel like it's extra quiet today. Hello. Oh, better. Uh, maybe a little loud. <laughs> and in between. <laughs> Thank you. Ready? Um I've definitely had goals I've set out on that I immediately give up on. I remember when I was little, it was like always <laughs> I I had like What? I'm remembering mine too. I had like anger issues when I was like five. I know it seems very not like me now. Yeah. Every year, like January, I'd punch my brother in the face and be like, well, there it goes. And then I'd just be a bitch all year. So. That's so crazy. Yeah.
0: I remember doing those like ab workouts. Remember when you would, (laughs) it wasn't even Pinterest. I don't know if it was like Pinterest. Blogilates.
1: Did you watch her?
0: I never did until actually like two years ago, I found her on TikTok, but. I would do stuff like that, like those little almost Pinterest-like paper things. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do this every day, and you'll get abs. I do it for like a day, and be like, "Oh, this (laughs) is why don't I have abs?" That's so funny. So, like, we all do it, and I still do it with current goals, and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit more towards the end, like our goals and things that we want to do within this next year, so that we can all hold each other accountable. Honestly, so we want to start off with the first tip, which is setting smart goals. So. This isn't just setting SMART goals. It's literally an acronym, S M A R T. And this is a what would you call it, Kendall? It's like a it's like a system in which It's like an outline
1: on how to set the goal essentially. Outline is good. And we talked about this a little bit. We didn't use the, the smart like acronym. Mm -hmm. Um, but we talked about it a little when We were talking about how we manifest because I think it's similar, like how Mm -hmm. it's essentially how you word or choose to say what your goal is. It does impact how you actually go after it.
0: It's very true. Cause if they're super vague, then you're not going to really know what you need to do to get to that goal. So we'll kind of go over how to set up your goals to begin with so that you don't let this happen to you. So let's go into S as far as the SMART goals. So S is specific. So this just means your goals need to be clear, well-defined, so that you know exactly what needs to be done to achieve it. So a bad example of a goal is I want to be healthier like that's very vague, that could mean a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean food? Does that mean walking more? Like, what what does that actually mean? And if it is super vague, then there's like wiggle room for mm-hmm. that.
1: You don't know what you're actually working towards. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well,
0: how am I going to get healthier? So a good example is I want to work out three times a week for 30 minutes. It's very specific. It tells you exactly what you're going to do. And if you even want to be more specific, I want to lift three times a week for 30 minutes, or I want to do cardio three times a week for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So now you know, okay, I actually have actionable things for this goal that I can start working towards. Kendall, do you want to go into the next one?
1: Yes, ma'am. The A. Um, No, no, the M. I was like, what? (laughs) How do you spell smart? (laughs) Smart. The M is measurable. You can't really go after a goal without having some sort of progress that you can track. If you're just, again, having that general goal of I want to be healthier and now you're not tracking how many times a week you're working out, you're not taking progress pictures, you're not weighing in, you're not tracking your weights. Like if you're not measuring something that is coinciding with getting that goal, Mm -hmm. then how do you know you're making progress? How do you know you're doing it? Um, a good one for that. I will work out three times a week for 30 minutes. Maybe your goal is just getting there and working out. Mm -hmm. You can just set out a calendar, a habit tracker and tick off three times a week. And then eventually that could evolve into more, but just having that one thing that you can measure consistently and making sure you're on track. Um, super important. I love that. Yeah.
0: Now we're moving into A which is attainable. So this one is actually super important too. Um, this is just making your goals, something that's actually reasonable within that time frame. So the way that I like to think about this is there's so many people, like you'll tell them your goals and they're just like flat out, like that's not reasonable. That mm-hmm. can't happen, but those people are dumb and these things can happen, but in order for them not to be right, I guess, having them attainable within a time frame. And I think the time frame aspect of it is super important because for example, like a bad example of this would be like, I want to lose 20 pounds in two months. Like that's a lot of weight to be losing in a very short amount of time, especially if you don't have the habits in place. You don't really know the education that goes behind it and you don't really know where to start. A good example of something that would be an attainable goal can be, I want to lose eight pounds in two months and even that's kind of like, well, that's, that, that's kind of also stretching it too. On average, this is just on average. Like when I'm coaching my clients, usually if they're in like a weight loss period, one pound a week is usually mm-hmm. like a good and two that's is actually, pushing it. Two is pushing yeah. it. And one is even like, like that's still really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah. Uh, I,
1: I think something to note with the attainability is if you are setting those far fetched, I want to lose 20 pounds in two days type Mm -hmm. thing um when you don't immediately get that in that time frame you become super discouraged i think having a a smaller more obtainable goal and then guess what when you hit that goal you can set a new one i think it's better to set smaller attainable measurable goals than set out to like this unachievable thing that then you're gonna beat yourself up over
0: yeah because really i feel like what we're trying to avoid with these goals and the main reason that we end up ditching them to begin with is because we feel some sort of like shame or guilt or a failure complex Mm -hmm. when we don't reach them. And it's all how we go at the goals. That's why like Kendall and I have talked about it in a past podcast that we will write little goals for the day that are so small. They're even like drink a glass of water, you know, mm-hmm. like go on a walk like these little things because these build up and you get a lot of confidence once you do these little things. And then you're able to where well, we're kind of going into tip number two, but then you're able <laughs> to okay. do more. Yeah. So that is attainable. So and now, then
1: relevant. R is relevant. So make sure that your the goals that you're setting are relevant to your current situation or the situation you're trying to create for yourself. If, I don't know, if I, it's hard to set an example. It just has to align with you. And I think that's why you can't really set an example of, like, if I want to compete this year and my goal is to gain 20 pounds of muscle well, odds are I'm gonna be in a cutting phase most of the year. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be setting a goal that's gonna contradict what I actually wanna do. So just take a look at what overall you wanna do for the year, where you see your life going, where you see like job-wise, money-wise, friendship-wise, fitness-wise, and then from there, set the specific goals. Um, I think if you don't have that overarching, what do you wanna achieve or like what are your values? It's hard to choose what you want your life to look like.
0: Yeah, I think this can also relate to choosing goals that aren't necessarily your goals like Mm
1: -hmm. like doing it for other people yeah
0: like doing Mm -hmm. it for other people or if I see like a goal that Kendall has and I'm like ooh, like that would be a cool goal for Mm -hmm. me to have but like realistically that doesn't even align with who I am and Mm -hmm. it's like wait I don't even want to do that it's kind of like that whole um what was that trend that was going around the that girl trend Mm -hmm. and it's like Those things are cool. Like, those habits are really cool. If they align with you, like, everyone's going to have their own that girl type of routine. And it's going to be so different for every person. So just
1: just because Julia wakes up at 5 a.m. and does cardio doesn't mean my ass is going to do it. (laughs) Like, I need to find what's going to work for me. Exactly.
0: And then don't feel bad if you can't do, like, what these other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Like, some people will feel bad that, not feel bad, but... Be like, how do you prep for competition? Like, it seems like you're at the gym all day. And I'm like, I have the blessing of working from home Mm -hmm. and I can do that. And there are some people that don't have that. And I applaud those people because I'm just saying straight up right now, if I had a day job where I had to go somewhere to work, I wouldn't be able to, nope. nope,
1: It's hard. Nope, 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 It's really hard. I wouldn't
0: have energy. And the last one of the SMART goal is time-based. So set a realistic time frame for you to achieve this goal. So this kind of goes back to like losing the 20 pounds. It's like I, a bad example is I want to lose 20 pounds in two months. Good example. I want to lose eight pounds in two months. So that time frame is super important, just like we were saying before, so that you don't feel like a failure for not losing 20 pounds in two months. And you're like, why? Like, why couldn't I do it? And it's like, because first of all, that's not good for you. No. Second of all, it might not be something that's realistic and it might not be sustainable. So yeah,
1: not (laughs) healthy. Please don't. Um, I also want to say with that is like, obviously we're talking about new year, new year's resolutions specifically. So I think setting some of those goals for, Hey, I want to do this continuously throughout the whole year, Mm -hmm. setting some of, Hey, I want to do this by the end of the year. And then, kind of backtracking and being like, okay, what can I do in the first month in February, in March, and then just continue it from there. So I think setting different size, like timeline goals is important.
0: Okay. So that is tip number one, <laughs> moving on to tip number two, which is start small. Honestly, I feel like this is, this is so important.
1: Like, Starting this, small.
0: Yes. It is so important. Like, we've all done that thing. And just like we were talking about before, when I was young, like when I was little, I was like, oh, if I do this ab challenge when I never train abs ever Mm -hmm. for 30 days straight, I will have abs and I can't miss a day when Mm -hmm. I don't work out. Like, that's a really good example of not starting small. (laughs) (laughs) Which
1: we've all been there. We've all done that. I I think a common one I see is the, I'm going to start going to the gym every single day. And that's why all of our gyms are super flooded on January 1st. And then by March, they're all gone. Um, I think just starting start, yeah, start small. If, if you've never worked out a day in your life and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day, maybe start with like, I'm going to go for a walk every day, Mm -hmm. something that just eases you into it. And then once you get into that routine of, hey, from like 7 to 8 a.m. I'm exercising, then that can eventually creep into the gym, creep into weightlifting, creep into competing, Mm -hmm. whatever it evolves into. But I think, yeah, start super small, attainable. Because then, like we were saying before, you're taking things off the list and that feels good and you're building momentum and that can turn into bigger goals.
0: Exactly. And I think that's important too. Like if you haven't been to the gym and you're wanting to like start going into the gym, it's actually really intimidating going into the gym- When you haven't, so even if it means like you doing your walk at home or you're doing your exercises at home and you're practicing them, then you're going to have the confidence to go into the gym and feel like you know what you're doing. It's kind of like that research Mm -hmm. that you do before. I mean, we all used to do it when I started going to the gym. I would literally have down everything that I was doing, how it was going to be done. So I didn't look like an idiot. Well, like,
1: I don't know. It's like, um, it's like a safety net of like security. I still get anxious in the gym. Sometimes we've yeah. talked about that and that never really goes away. I think it's just about like building confidence. Cause also hopping in there on January 1st when the gym is packed, It's so how scary, scary. <laughs> like it's scary for me. I'm going to work out from home from like January to March. It's so funny that you're saying that because this morning I was pulling
0: up to the gym and cardio and i was like in a month this is going to be so crowded i probably mm-hmm. won't even get to get on the stairmaster mm-hmm. and i love that like that's a really cool thing to me oh people, it's awesome people yeah. are really like they always get like upset like what are all you doing here it's like everybody deserves the opportunity to try and be better we're all and be- a beginner oh, once oh my god i was oh for well, I don't know every single year until I got the balls to actually like commit I was that person that went January 1st and then I was like oh no
1: I don't mm-hmm. really want it to. is I mean it does like feel good to have hey we're all kind of starting this together mm-hmm. it's just is setting that realistic small goal to start I think is super important
0: yeah and it's like we all do that thing when January comes around it's like okay okay I am going to wake up at 5 a.m., I'm going to go to work, I'm going to eat clean all day, I'm not going to eat any fast food, I'm going to start reading, I'm going to save a puppy, and... Dude,
1: how overwhelming. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we just, like, overwhelm ourselves with so much to do when we don't even know how to implement it into our life quite yet. Mm -hmm. Start with
1: one of those. Maybe wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. start. Does that mean you need to, you need to meditate journal and ride a bike at the same time when you get up at 5 a.m. No, that's when that becomes a little too much.
0: Exactly. And then like you start feeling like a failure when you can't do any of these things because you've overloaded yourself too much. And this is what causes that Mm -hmm. 80% of the population to just give up on their goals because they've set the standard so high that they can't achieve it and it's not attainable. And then it's too much. That's how you
1: fall off. And you fall off. (laughs) I do think like also noting it is fun and good to set really big goals. I think it's just then backtracking into the small goals is important. That doesn't mean like, I can't say, Oh, I'm going to, I mean, this isn't one of my goals right now, but stealing one of yours. Um, I want to go to the Olympia. It's like, is that going to happen this year? No, because I'm not even a pro and I don't even have plans on competing in NPC. Mm-hmm. So starting with that, starting with I'm going to compete this year, that would be number one. Exactly. That, I wouldn't just set out for the Olympia. Yeah. And
0: that's very like that's more specific. It's more attainable. Mm-hmm. It actually aligns like going back into the SMART goals it aligns with like things that you want and where your life Mm -hmm. is going. And I think that's perfect. So this is where starting small is important. So instead of doing that whole, I'm going to drink a gallon of water when I've only been drinking coffee all day. (laughs) That's me. Let's start. (laughs) That's one of my resolutions. Right. Like Kendall really needs to do that. I'm so dehydrated. She I feel like I say
1: this every podcast. Yes. She's
0: like, I'm so dehydrated. It's I'm bad. telling you, if you drink more water,
1: your skin will go No, yeah. I'm literally like dizzy and like sick every day. And I'm like, oh, I've never drank water. Don't be Kendall. So yeah, yeah don't be Don't me. be a Kendall. Um I think tip number three we can move on to is planning ahead. Um mm-hmm. you you can't just have this idea of I'm gonna do this or be this person and not have any plans to back it up. Um, We're huge journalers and writers. I'm just a very visual person. I I need to see on paper what I need to do and when. And then from there, I can kind of build a structure. Um, I think going into that, working out three times a week, kind of back to the small, it's kind of backtracking to everything we've said so far is like go in with a plan, write out what you're gonna do each of those days. So you're not just going in blind and aimlessly not actually helping if you're you can go to the gym three times a week and accomplish nothing but if you if you set out to to hit a certain marker every day Mm -hmm. that's an easier way to then track progress and progress
0: exactly so it's like it's it's super fun to write these things Mm -hmm. down and like to make the vision boards and do all of these things but if we don't have a plan set in place for how we're going to achieve this for example I am starting a shred January 1st and I'm already planning on when I'm going to do X, Y and Z mm-hmm. so that I'm not hit over the head with way too much mm-hmm. because like our normal schedule is going to get disrupted. Yeah. So we need to figure out where do these things fit in my calendar. So if you are somebody that does your Google calendar, I schedule out when I'm going to do cardio, when I'm going to work out. I've talked about this on the podcast before that we schedule out like appointments. We schedule out work. So why don't we schedule out these things that are so important to our mental health? Mm -hmm. We should be. And once I started doing that, I even schedule out dates with Zach. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not, it's important. It's important because I need to make time for the things that matter and the things that will actually make me a better partner, a better person Um, a better friend and a better business owner so Mm -hmm.
1: I also think having that plan and writing it out and checking back on it really regularly or rewriting your plan regularly is keeping it in your brain keeping it kind of forced into your routine because it's one thing to just set out like writing in in December oh this this next year I'm going to do x y and z and then you never even look at that page Mm -hmm. if you have a constant reminder of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it it's a lot easier to chase
0: Exactly. And like we have to change if we want things to change, Mm -hmm. because if you're sitting here right now and you're listening to this and there's so many things that you're planning on doing for the new year, you're going to have to change if you want these changes to happen in your life. If you want your business to grow, you're going to have to change some things. If you want your relationship to be better, you're going to have to change some things. Mm -hmm. If you want to lose weight, there's things that you're going to have to change. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the quotes that I love the most is like, if you want things to change... You have to change. Yeah. You can't keep doing it. It's honestly so
1: simple. Like, it's always so simple. Reaching (laughs) your goals is often simple, but we see this overarching goal and we're like, that's so far away and so unattainable. Mm -hmm. But when you break it down to what can I do today? What can I do this week? What can I do this month to get me closer to that? It becomes a lot more achievable. And that's, I I mean, that's like the most important part of goal setting. It's one thing to write it, it's another thing to put it into action and actually fucking do it.
0: (laughs) Big, facts mic drop (laughs) mic drop now moving that's me preaching to
1: myself you know
0: like i'm really like this (laughs) these podcasts that we do are usually just like this is for us for me no
1: one could listen to this and i'd still be like (laughs) i'm happy i i I took some stuff away from this
0: i just enjoy hearing myself talk i guess (laughs) Okay, number four, use your brain's reward system. So like we do this so much in our everyday life that we don't actually realize it. So I want to kind of read a little quote from Elliot Berkman. He's the director of the University of Oregon Social and Effective Neuroscience Lab. Wow, that's a mouthful. So he says to undo a bad habit, you need to replace it with a good one. Habits are basically behaviors that become entrenched because of our very evolutionary ancient reward learning system. Habits are usually a good thing, but sometimes they can be a bad thing. This is my side note. Without them, you wouldn't be able to drive a car, and that task requires you to do many things all at once without thinking. Like, the one thing that I use as an example is like we've all been at that point where we weren't going to the gym at all and getting us to go to the gym was such a challenge and a lot of you listening to this now if you don't go to the gym you feel like something is missing that is your brain working for you for it's a so healthy- funny
1: when you talk to someone who doesn't av- av- avidly go to the gym they view it as such this like a negative part of the day mm-hmm. and i'm like-, like wow i wouldn't survive if i didn't go to the gym like mm-hmm. my day is bad when i have a rest day because mm-hmm. i'm like what the fuck do i do what do i do with my um, life and so yeah completely agree and it's also about training yourself to see that as a good habit um if you constantly go into this of oh, poor me, I'm dreading my workout today. I can't believe I have to do this. Like, obviously you're not going to build sustainability and like longevity in it. If you view it as like looking forward to that one part of your day, even if you don't at first, even if you're lying to yourself, you will eventually start looking forward to it.
0: Exactly. Because you're probably listening to, I mean, listening to this right now and like think back to that time where you did, really hate going Mm -hmm. and now you're like you kind of get excited Mm -hmm. or you feel like Kendall was saying you're like what do I do with my life if I don't go to the gym all of our habits can turn into these things but the thing about habits is that there's good ones and there's bad ones I don't know if the word is bad but there's ones that push us forward to the person that we ultimately want to be and there's ones that drag us down and that could be like ordering too much fast food. How does that really Mm -hmm. align with your goals? If you're saying you want to lose weight or you want to be healthier, it's like we can easily learn a good habit just as easily as we can learn a bad habit. And the bad habits, the the thing about those is that there's a little bit more of that dopamine release, that Mm -hmm. instant hit, whether it's like candy or ice cream or smoking or drinking.
1: Really good person to listen to. Um, for those of you listening, I'm assuming you like podcasts. Dr. Huberman, have you ever listened to him? Mm-mm. Like, I think he's a neuroscientist. I love the brain. Yeah, he's freaking amazing. But I remember when I was struggling, not to go on like a huge tangent, I'll make it short. Um, when I was struggling with binge eating, he did a whole one on our dopamine receptors Ooh. and how our brain actually reacts when we're addicted to something like food or any other up substance or- um, anything really and how to kind of rewire your brain to not have that dopamine hit from those certain things that you're trying to get rid of um so yeah i maybe we can link it below or just go over to dr huberman's uh podcast everything he's ever put out is amazing but specifically the ones on dopamine because we also convince ourselves that certain things are our comfort zone or or coping mechanism i know i always took comfort in food Mm -hmm. specifically on healthy food and a lot of my clients do too and what i kind of train them is like hey if you're If if you do X, Y, and Z and you used to be like, let's go celebrate at dinner or with this dessert or with this fast food, instead find a new reward system kind of like we're talking about um, with something that's good for you. Like have a self-care day, go get a massage, like do something that's just bettering you and moving you forward instead of breaking your progress.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a super good point because we think that only that one thing can provide us with the dopamine hit, Mm -hmm. but you guys listening to this, probably go to the gym and mm-hmm. it can do the same thing for you if you're at that point. So just as much as like food can be that dopamine hit, which is very much that for me. Yeah. I it can, is for most people. Yeah. yeah. I can replace it with so many different things. Yes, it's going to be challenging. So what can you do to get that same kind of dopamine hit, but that aligns a little bit more with your goals? You know, like Mm -hmm. instead of ordering the fast food, what I do is I order poke now Mm -hmm. and I still get that dopamine hit of,
1: and then you feel good after. Yes.
0: (laughs) I did that last night. I was like, oh, I want like a burger and I want fries. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I'm going to feel gross after. And like, I've been doing so good. And I was like, fine, I'll have some poke. It's a healthier option. I still get that little dopamine hit that I've been looking for. And the kind of like excitement of like, yay, I'm ordering something that's different than my regular meals. So there's things that you can do to trick your brain's mm-hmm. reward system so that it works for you and not against you.
1: Agreed. <coughs> <laughs> That's so loud. Break the drums. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Anything you want to add on just like reward systems right? yeah
0: um, no <laughs> okay. you guys got
1: it I think. um <laughs> tip number five is to remove triggers and adjust your environment this is so important I think we talked about it a little when we were talking about what it takes to compete in bodybuilding and one of the first things I recommend is telling pe- the people around you what you're going to do assess the people around you if they don't support you fuck them <laughs> and <laughs> And if they do, but they don't understand it, you really need to explain it to them. If you're going on this this health journey, this weight loss journey, whatever it is, and your spouse or family or friends are constantly putting food in front of you or- almost making fun of you for the journey you're on. It's not always that you have to remove yourself from them. Sometimes you just need to educate them. You need to look at your surroundings, say, can I achieve these goals if I am with these people or in this environment? And if you can't, try to explain it to them, try to adjust some things. And sometimes you do have to leave people in the past to to propel forward.
0: Exactly. And it's like, I hear this a lot too with, um, I have a binge eating support group. And in that group, like some of the girls- still live with their family and their family Mm -hmm. isn't aligned with the same health goals as them so it's like it's kind of hard especially in that situation it's like not she can't necessarily like move the fuck out but she does things to make her environment a little bit more health friendly Mm -hmm. for her and it's like it's really hard to stick to a goal of being healthier when your environment doesn't align with that so just like you were saying with the bodybuilding prep like one of the first things I do is remove all of the food in my house that's not Mm -hmm. on my plan. Yeah, it doesn't have to be people either. It's like fully
1: things we also do ourselves.
0: Yeah, and it's like even if if you can't remove the food, like you do live with your parents or you live with roommates or something that you can't just be like, I'm going to throw all your food away. Mm -hmm. You can, like, I've even done this where I have, like, a pantry in my own room Mm -hmm. and a mini fridge in my own room. I know that's a little
1: extra. Even if it's just, like, your own part of the fridge. That way you're only going to that one part and not looking at the rest.
0: Exactly. So there's things that you can do to make sure that your environment's a little bit more friendly for you. And I love what you said about letting people know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Every time I start prep, I'm like, okay, everybody. From here until I say otherwise, do not offer me this, do not ask about this. And it's literally just that open communication mm-hmm. is so important and it will help people understand, look, there's going to be people that don't. Like you said, there's going to be people that are just, always like my dad is he's the most supportive parent ever ever of what I do. And he's so proud of me, but he forgets. And he, mm-hmm. and me and my dad love eating chocolate together and mm-hmm. ice cream. It's what we've done since I was little. So when I'm on prep, he'll offer me these things because he just forgets. Yeah. And then I'm like, dad, I'm on prep. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's
1: also an R right then to set those boundaries and have our own willpower. Like obviously yes. your environment isn't going to be perfect, but I think it's about like Just looking at it, just look at your surroundings before blaming anyone or anything for you falling off.
0: Exactly, because I think a lot of people do do that. They Mm -hmm. use the excuse of like, well, my family does this, where my kids have this. It's like, uh, are your kids the one? who are telling telling you how to eat. Is your
1: four-year-old buying are, the are, chocolate? Are they
0: charging you? It's like,
1: no. Then we have an, a different problem.
0: I was like, that's another problem. <laughs> Anyways, so there's other things that you can do like within this removing triggers, like <clears throat> not even just food. Like if you know that you're on social media way too much and it's negatively affecting you, mm-hmm. delete TikTok. I know most of the time it's TikTok. Delete TikTok or when Kendall does, she moves it off of her home screen. Yeah. So move it like a couple slides over so that it's not in your view. Just like we were talking about the food, food. If it's in your view, you are way more likely to eat it, mm-hmm. use it, do the thing. So those are things that you can do.
1: That's also kind of going back to the switching to better reward systems is I, we've talked about it a million times, my love for Pinterest. Um, I have, yes, (laughs) I'm obsessed. Just finding like other outlets that when you're, when you're doing that thing or with those people or whatever it is, you feel good, chase that more. So like I spend more time on Pinterest. I spend more time with the people that actually make me really happy and less time on the social media platforms that may create some negative feelings or with people that may create some negative feelings
0: mm-hmm. i've been pinteresting hard hey i'm obsessed i've been doing cook, like pinning a bunch of cooking things and I've a bunch of things for my house
1: i've been doing a lot of because i'm moving soon yeah all the apartment de- decorations i can't I'm wait here's gonna be all black. i'm <laughs> i actually am like planning on buying a colorful couch that is my goal for this new place. Wow. I just want something there, of color. You'll have like that one little accent. Yeah. Color, yeah, honestly. exactly. If it I might do- be a neutral. It might be tan, but it's not
0: black. <laughs> it might be. T- I, I love a tan couch. Exactly. Zach just likes our couch <laughs> so much. I'm like, Tip number
1: six, which is the final one, and then we'll go into our own goals for this next year, um, is to track your progress if you're doing all these things and i i know before we said like find something measurable and like in the smart goal it is about tracking your progress but overall the year is going to change we can't control absolutely everything we can do what we can to control our environment but who knows you might be uprooted and have to go live in a different state country whatever it is you may your gym might close down now that's going to throw off your whole routine you have to drive 30 minutes to this other one whatever it is that is thrown at you if you're tracking your progress and making sure that you are able to evolve your goals as things are thrown at you then you're going to be okay. I think another reason a lot of people quit on their goals is they set out for this one thing. If they don't immediately get it, they go, oh, well, there it goes, I give up. And it's like, no, if you just alter one thing, maybe, maybe you set out to train five times a week for 30 minutes and you can only get in there three times. Most people see that as a loss. They see that as a, I failed, mm-hmm. I'm giving up. Three times is still huge. Maybe now set out to be there three times a week since you know you can get there for 45 minutes, for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Your goal doesn't have to stay the same throughout the year. I think reassessing and reevaluating and making sure it's still aligns with you mm-hmm. and kind of going through this whole list <laughs> once in a while um, is super important. If not, you're, there's a higher chance of you falling off.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because the, the example that Kendall was using this morning was like me going to the Olympia, Uh, my goal was to be going to the Olympia this December, which is when you guys are hearing this podcast. So that was my biggest goal. And I did for a little bit think it was such a huge failure that I didn't achieve that my number one goal this year. But now I know it's like, I wasn't supposed to, like, I have to realign my goals that are Mm -hmm. more realistic with my life. Like my body would not have been able to take me to the Olympia. I would have fallen apart. I wouldn't have looked as good. And ultimately I would be upset if I wasn't my best. Mm -hmm. I wasn't my best mentally. I was going through a lot with like moving and my relationship with Zach and everything is better now. And I know that I can go into 2023 with that goal again and know that I'm going to be better equipped to achieve it this year. Mm
1: -hmm. That's why I think it's also important to set multiple goals. If that was the only goal you had for yourself the whole year and then it doesn't work out, obviously you're going to be like, well, fuck now what? But if you have these other goals or like, obviously your business is thriving, your relationship is thriving, like these other things that you've been working on are doing so well, then it's easier to be like, okay, that might not have worked yet. I am going to still make it happen, but now I can focus my energy here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And one more thing, like I kind of wanted to add, it's like, you kind of need to pull apart what your goals mean. So my goal is pretty specific. It's like, I want to qualify for the 2023 Olympia Mm -hmm. and yes, that's specific, but it's like, okay, so let's break that down. What does that person who achieves that goal look like? What do they do? They hit all their leg sessions. You know, they stay according to their meal plan. They're constantly doing check-ins with their coach. You know, they're drinking enough water. They're watching their blood work. Like, all of these things go with that. Mm -hmm. So it's like that big goal might seem so daunting of oh my God, I, I have to qualify for the 2023 Olympia. Mm-hmm. But the goals of like- I, What do I
1: have to do today? Yeah,
0: like I today, I just have to yeah. go and do my leg workout. I have to go to my- Like those are smaller and it's like, uh, it's a little bit less scary.
1: One of my favorite quotes, and I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it's something along the lines of visu- visualize yourself as your highest self and show up as her. Mm-hmm. So visualize what it would be to be Miss Olympia. Okay, what qualities does she have? Mm-hmm. What does she do every day? What does she look like? Act like? Think like? And word. put yourself in those shoes. Exactly.
0: That's <laughs> word. Word. For
1: those listening, I wish you saw her hand word motion
0: to your mom. Um.
1: So that's kind of everything. Yeah. I mean, do you want to go over all of them real quick? Just yeah. a one, two, three, four, five, six.
0: Yep. Number one is creating smart goals. Remember, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time based. Tip number two, start small. Don't overwhelm yourself because then you probably aren't going to do as well. (laughs) Number three, plan ahead. Use your Google calendar, damn it.
1: I've been working on that a lot.
0: (laughs) Number four, use your brain's reward system. Five, remove triggers and adjust your environment for the person that you ultimately want to be. Six, track your progress and reevaluate your goals because they might change and that's Mm -hmm. okay.
1: It is. And now number seven. What are our resolutions? Bonus
0: <laughs> tip. Not really a tip.
1: Not really a tip. Just what what do you want to achieve this year? And you can give one or more. Whatever your focus is. For me,
0: obviously, I want to qualify for the 2023 Olympia. I know all the things that I need to do to make sure that that happens, or to get as fucking close to that goal as possible. Mm-hmm. And one of my other goals is just to grow this podcast as much as we can, because I know how much it impacts people. Mm-hmm. Like when people are seeing me now, it's like they they don't really talk about like my YouTube. They don't talk about, it's like, it's mainly like the mm-hmm. podcast now. So I know how much this is impacting you guys and how much we get impacted by doing it. No,
1: I love and
0: it. And meeting all these incredible people. Like we've had so many great guests. Like I plan on having so many more guests on here and really just giving you guys the most powerful women in this industry or not even in this and just powerful women in general. And eventually men. There's definitely men men I
1: want on here too. Um, I mean, we obviously share that one. Another, another big one for me is just business wise. I have been kind of transitioning more and more into social media. And I do think I will never stop training, but doing social media full-time is definitely one of my biggest goals for 2023 because I do a lot of things right now mm-hmm. and I love it I love everything I do and I don't think I'll stop it but I think I want my main focus to be social media for this next year um that can happen in yeah. like a month
0: it definitely <laughs> but
1: can. with that is like I do need to create structure because it's hard since I have these other jobs and I know a lot of people listening might want to do whatever their goal is and feel like they not might not have the time. And I feel like start of a new year is a good time to take that leap of yeah. maybe quitting that job that you know you've been ready to quit and you just haven't yet or, mm-hmm. or making that move or whatever it looks like to you. So yeah. that's one of my biggest ones. Definitely.
0: <laughs> so I definitely encourage you guys after you listen to this, go and re- – Go through each of these steps and do what you need to do to make sure this is possible and do this before the new year starts so that when the new year does start, you are ready to hit it hard and you know what you're doing. You know the exact goals. They're measurable. They're attainable. um, And what was the last one I was going to say? Oh, oh, brain farts.
1: It's okay. I already wrote out my resolutions three different times. Yeah. So if that's any motivation to you to be like, hey, make a rough draft Mm -hmm. of like what you want this next year to look like for you. It doesn't even have to be goals. And then from there, set goals, maybe specific ones. I do like personal business relationships. I forget what the other one is. Something like that. (laughs) Fitness. Did I say that? Yeah, fitness is another one. You're like, oh Hello. yeah,
0: fitness. Like my whole
1: career is based on. My whole life. Um,
0: I remembered what it was. What is it? It was plan ahead. Yeah. So like, literally, start putting into your calendar when you're going to start doing these things, and put them in your calendar for this next year. Yeah. Start doing that. Smart. Or even start now. Yes. Yeah. And that was what our last <laughs> um, mindset mindset Monday mm-hmm. was about. Was like just start doing these things now. Yeah. So that when you the, don't have
1: to wait for the first. Oh, also, yeah, you don't have to
0: wait. <laughs> You can start these now so that when the first comes, like, you're already kind of used to doing these things. Like, that's what I've started to do a little bit slowly. I'm like, okay, what is this look like right now Mm -hmm. that I can start, you know, easing my way into it so that when I am ready to, like, okay, it's the freaking new year. Let's do this. I'm not, like, freaking out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm the same way.
0: Well that's that's all we got
1: I hope you guys really go after your goals this year I feel like I feel like since COVID's kind of been slowing down everyone's kind of transitioning back into real life and getting motivated again and I'm seeing a lot more like new faces especially like here in Austin so many new people have moved here um so I I feel like just freaking get after it this year that's all you can really do yeah
0: I was telling the girls that in my support group this week I was like uh, there's there's no more COVID excuse yeah. it's 2023 like we're three years past this shit no more excuses like this is your fucking year yeah I just can I can feel it it's
1: time to thrive I can feel it <laughs> it's gonna be the best year of all of our lives yes. I'm declaring it now <laughs> manifesting it for all of us
0: you can hear it in your ears now when it's happening <laughs> well guys thank you so much for tuning in and as always we love you all so much and you're more powerful than you think
1: bye, bye.